There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And, uh, well, what an interesting weekend we have had. I mean, there is a lot happening today if you're paying attention. And uh, we're just going to jump into it. I mean, look at this. The U.S. has only 25 days of diesel supply shortage could cripple the economy. The White House official declared the stockpile levels to be unacceptably low. Data provided by Energy Information Administration, EIA, show that diesel stockpiles are at their lowest level for October in records that date back to 1993, according to Bloomberg News Analysis. EIA data shows that the United States, as of October 14th, has 25.4 days of supply, down from 34.2 days of supply four weeks prior. The National Economic Council Director, Brian Deese, a top advisor to the President, Joe Biden, the illegitimate President Joe Biden, told Bloomberg News last week that current diesel levels are unacceptably low and that all options are on the table for increasing supply. The diesel crunch comes just over two weeks before November 2022 midterm elections will likely drive up prices even more. Diesel is the fuel used by freight trains and commonly used by long-haul truckers to transport goods and food. In a quote, most of the products we use are transported by trucks and trains with diesel engines and most construction farming and military vehicles and equipment also have diesel engines according to the AIA's website states as a transportation fuel diesel fuel offers a wide range of performance efficiency and safety features diesel fuel also has a greater energy density than other liquid fuels so it provides more useful energy per unit of volume Meanwhile, prices remain relatively elevated, according to the AAA data. The average price for a gallon of diesel stands around $5.33 nationwide, or up nearly $2 since the same time in 2022. Um, Yeah, this isn't good. Now, we've known that this diesel crisis was going to come. We were talking about this about six months ago. Um, when it was about a 30 or 40 day supply, which was dire straits. If you remember what happened in Virginia, when, uh, the, 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 one of the main companies that supplies diesel fuel, um, came out with the shortages and, uh, we had a diesel crunch Well, Joe Biden obviously released some out of the strategic petroleum reserve, but still this isn't good. This is uh, interesting that it's happening right before the midterm elections because it definitely doesn't make the Democrats look good at all. (laughs) Um, But you know what? Midterm elections are an interesting point of topic, aren't they? Now, one thing that I've been following is the polling that are occurring with the midterm elections, right? And so it's quite interesting because we know that the Democrats, the liberals cheat. We know that some Republicans cheat as well. I'm not going to lie on that one. Um, Voter fraud is rampant throughout both parties, but more particular, uh, the last coup that we saw was in 2020. And uh, that was performed by the Democrats. Now, here's the interesting thing is that a lot of events are happening right now nationally and globally, which are setting a precedent for the American people. 
when the American people start looking at the the aspect of global war, World War Three, and we're going to talk about that, when they start looking at this economic warfare that's occurring within the United States, the supply chain infrastructure, uh, obviously energy cost, they take this to the polls. And we've been showing that there's going to be a red wave, a red tsunami coming, that Republicans are going to turn out en masse to vote this election period. And so what I've been doing is over the last uh, six to eight months, I've been watching the polls for the midterm elections. Now, if you remember between January and May, the polls showed that Republicans were going to take the House and the Senate. Then in the midst of the summer, when Joe Biden's economic relief, quote unquote, programs came in, uh, this transition that Republicans would only take the House and that the Democrats would take the Senate. And this was national polls. Well, that slowly declined. And one of the polls that I look at is 538. This is Nate Silver. Um, And he is 100% Democrat funded. These polls are completely biased um, and manipulated. This is why I look at them, because it shows the narrative that they are trying to play to the public through social engineering to give the perspective of, oh, this is why we won. We are polling so good in these areas. Look at these polls. Well, around September time frame, those polls began the transition. Real Clear Politics, Gallup polls, Rasmussen polls are now all showing that the Republicans are going to sweep the Senate and the House. Now, that's incredible pre-election, especially with the last, like, three elections that we've had because they they haven't been shown that. Um, And typically they go and show that the Democrats are leading at least one of those houses. Well, Nate Silver, the manipulated poll that I'm talking about, his poll has slowly declined from an eight-point lead in the Senate from the Democrats to a four-point lead to a three-point lead to now he's calling it a toss-up. On his October 21st, 2022 report on 538.com, he comes out and goes, "Why well, I'm telling my friends that the Senate is now a toss-up. The reason is, is because the early voting turnout has been overwhelming these pollsters. And what I mean by early voting turnout, at least what we're seeing in the numbers coming out of Florida, are mail-in ballots, people voting early, these types of things. But it's a strong Republican turnout. Now, this means that we talked about this mathematically and statistically with the, the, the election. That the more people that turn out to vote, the harder it is to steal an election election. Statistically, the reason being is because you got to be able to account for more votes. The more votes that you put out there that are fake or false or stolen ballots, whatever they might be, the higher the ability it is to get caught cheating. They did this in 2020, and that's why they got caught. But they uh, they controlled the DOJ and the system, and they shut it down. But they know that Americans are not going to allow this to happen again. They know that. The American people are fed up. The American people are not going to take this and they're not going to allow another election to be stolen. Now, my predictions for the midterm elections, I'm going to tell you this right now, is the Republicans take Congress by a slim majority 
and that we probably take the Senate with one seat. So 51 to 49. But that doesn't give us a supermajority, which is good for them. And that's basically their happy space because you can't impeach Joe Biden and remove him from office without a supermajority. Um, but with these polls, this has shown us that we are about to have probably one of the most massive turnouts of a midterm election in the history of this country. And that's good because the more people that turn out, the, the, less, they have, the, the less they can actually cheat. And uh, so th- there's other things happening right here. We don't know what's going to go on here. But U.S. Attorney General and se- senior DOJ officials are to hold a press conference um, in just one hour from now. And so this afternoon, Merrick Garland and uh, Chris Ray and uh, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, um, Assistant Attorney General for National Security Matters Matthew Olson, and other Justice Department officials will hold a press conference to discuss significant national security cases addressing malign influence schemes and alleged criminal activity by a nation-state actor in the United States. Um, I have a feeling, I don't know what this is going to be about, but we've been talking about it all morning in a few group texts, that this is about the election. It's about potential voter fraud. It's about some type of nation-state actor's influence into the 2022 midterm elections with propaganda, disinformation, these types of things. Probably Russia, because obviously Russia, Russia, Russia. And so it's probably going to be saying that, uh, you know, there's potential for voter fraud to occur from right-wing extremists or even violence at the election polls, these types of things. They're, They're going to try to push out this narrative. Now, I don't know what it's about. It could be something completely different, right? It could be something completely different. But we, we don't know. And so we have to just uh, you know understand that the deep state, the cabal, have an incredible amount to lose in this election. I've said this before. The deep state, the cabal, the new world order, whoever you want to call them, the globalist, the elitist, the, the, the Democrats who are their power party right now in the United States, they cannot lose power. They, they cannot. If they lose power, basically you're going to see the whole world begin to shift back to what we can consider normality and progression. <laughs> um, the Western New World Order will be dead for a minimum of four to ten years. And so that's why this election is so critical. Because if you get American first candidates in Senate and the House, and they can begin investigations in the Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe Biden, they can begin investigations in the Nancy Pelosi, they can, they can stop and reduce this funding to Ukraine, they can put a kibosh to Russia, they can begin to work with Russia on negotiations. Like Russia has came to the table. Russia has came to the table multiple times and said, we want to negotiate a truce with Ukraine. And the White House has denied them every single time. Zelensky has said no. Donald Trump said, I will do it. I will, I will go there and negotiate this tr- peace. And we'll get into the whole dirty bomb stuff here in a, in a few seconds. But I want to I touch on this. This is, this is a win for you guys. New York judge rules that continued absentee mail-in voting based on COVID is unconstitutional. A judge in New York ruled that the continued use of COVID as an excuse for using absentee ballots in elections is not constitutional. The New York Post reported on this ruling 
um, of the of New York State, allowing New Yorkers to vote by mail due to fear of COVID-19 is unconstitutional. A state judge said Friday in a ruling that Republican and conservative party leaders hailed as a victory for fair elections. The 28-page ruling by Sarah uh, Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone ordered local board of elections to stop counting absentee ballots they've already received. That's major. That's awesome. This is uh, it's good news for New York. I'm telling you, you got, there's a chance that Republicans can take New York now. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Back to more Dark Lord Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. Right. So we were just talking about this, uh, excuse me, this uh, Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice, Diane Freestone, who ordered the local board of elections to stop counting the absentee ballots they've already received. The Democrat-controlled legislator appears poised to continue the expanded absentee voting provisions of New York state election law in an Orwellian perpetual state of health emergency and cloaked in a veneer of voter enfranchisement. So this was said by Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone, a Republican 
who wrote this in her ruling. The 28-page ruling ordered local election boards to stop counting absentee ballots they've already received and to preserve them until after Election Day on November 8th or after the resolution of lawsuit filed by Republicans in the state. The ruling does not invalidate ballots that have already been mailed or counted. But either way, I think that this is a, a big win, big win for New York State. And so hopefully, hopefully... That if they were going to cheat in New York State, it was done through this absentee mail-in ballot voting. And that the blunt of it is curved right now because of this ruling. Hopefully this ruling doesn't get overturned, but we will see. I, I could see them coming after her saying that this is a uh, um, a partisan issue and that she is, because she's Republican, yeah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, we have just a, a week and a half or two weeks till the election, so this could be get interesting. Court orders depositions of top Biden officials in Missouri's attorney general's case. This is big as well. So this is Eric Schmidt, Missouri's attorney general. Um, He announced that the United States District Court of the Western District of Louisiana granted Missouri and Louisiana's request for depositions from top-ranking officials in the federal government. This movement in his lawsuit against top-ranking Biden administration officials for alleging colluding to suppress freedom of speech the list of granted depositions includes Dr. Anthony Fauci, former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Director of White House Digital Strategy Rob Flattery, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, um, CISA Director Jen Easterly, and FBI Supervisory Agent Elvis Chan. After finding documentation of collusive relationship between the Biden administration and social media companies to censor free speech, they immediately filed a motion to get these officials under oath said Attorney General Schmidt, it is high time we shine the light on this censorship enterprise and force these officials to come clean to the American people, and this ruling will allow us to do just that. We'll keep pressing for the truth. The original lawsuit was filed by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt from Louisiana um, and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry on the 5th of May 2022. Missouri and Louisiana filed a motion of an expedited preliminary injunction related to the discovery on June 17th and that motion was granted on July 12th, 2022 clearing the way for Missouri and Louisiana to gather discovery and documents from the Biden administration officials and social media companies. The request for depositions was filed on October 10th and the motion was granted on the 21st allowing Missouri and Louisiana to dispose top-ranking officials in federal government under oath. This is another massive win. So if you don't remember, basically what happened is they had this disinformation uh, governance board, which was forming around February and March timeframe of this year. Um, Americans fought back and, and you know threw up the red flags. Uh, the disinformation governance board basically was disbanded by the Department of Homeland Security. But then we found out that the White House had already basically convened one with Vice President Kami Kamala Harris in charge of it. And Jen Psaki had said in numerous press conferences that they had talked and communicated with social media companies pertaining to what they would consider disinformation. Now, that statement right there is a direct violation of federal law. The federal government cannot interfere with First Amendment protected activities. Then we had uh, Mark Zuckerberg on the Joe Rogan podcast come out and say that they were sending the FBI at request of the White House information on Republican people who were um, 
contesting the 2022 election. So we find out that Facebook was basically monitoring your private messages. And if you put any of these keywords of election stolen 2020 election or any of these things, they were sending this to the FBI at the direction of the White House. Not only that, is the White House was sending information directly to Facebook to censor to to basically say called it propaganda and for Facebook and these other social media giants to censor directly. On top of that, the White House was giving them lists of of names of people to censor. This is an egregious violation of the United States Constitution. And Missouri, Louisiana, I believe Texas, and a few other states have actually joined in the lawsuit, um, are suing the federal government because of these constitutional violations. And this had a lot to do with COVID. It had a lot to do with Ukraine, Russia, and the 2020 uh, 2020 stolen presidential election. So another big win there for people like us. But you know what? You know what happens when... You know what happens when bad news is about to drop about them. You want to know what happens when we get a few good wins and potentially they're going to lose some elections? War. That's what happens. It doesn't matter if it's Republicans or or Democrats in power. Is that when things are about to come out about them and they're potentially going to lose their power, it's time to send people to war. (laughs) U.S. military forces are fully prepared to cross into Ukraine. Um, The Army's 101st Airport Airborne Division, which boasts the Screaming Eagles moniker, has been deployed to Europe for the first time since World War II, practicing with live tank and artillery rounds not far from the Black Sea across which Russia has taken territory from Ukraine, including Crimea, at a Ford operating site on NATO's eastern flank. Brigadier General John Lubis, the division's deputy commander, stressed this is not a training deployment, but rather a combat deployment for which his forces need to be ready to fight tonight, depending on how the situation escalates across the border. This isn't good. Steve Bannon uh, posted just on Friday, Russia accuses Ukraine of preparing to use dirty bombs on verge of uncontrolled escalation. Petraeus tells the world... America is ready to go in illegitimate Biden regime using Ukraine as an October surprise. Now, if you don't know this story, basically what happened is Russia's defense secretary has called Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin three times in a row the last few days. Talked to him for hours. Now, what we believe is happening is Russia uncovered intelligence that Ukraine was going to use a dirty nuclear bomb and blame it on Russia or use it against Russia, one of the two. We believe that Russia has direct evidence of this, although they haven't provided it to the United Nations. I do believe that the Russian Defense Secretary has provided this to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Now, this falls right in line with the narrative that I've talked about. I said that there is going to be some type of false flag activity. They're going to either bomb a nuclear power plant and have nuclear fallout and blame that on Russia or use some type of tactical nuke dirty bomb or something of that nature and then blame it on Russia. And that gives NATO the go-ahead to go in and wage war on Russia. Now, this is not what we want. (laughs) This is not what the world needs right now. But we can see that the, the... illegitimate Biden administration is actually ready for this and prepared for this. I mean, we can we can go and talk about the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline, how this is sabotaged by the United States of America. 
Uh, we can talk about the Crimea Bridge, which is blown up by Ukraine. We can talk about the vote that basically these, na- these, these regions in Ukraine voted to leave Ukraine and join Russia. We can talk about the 28 different biolabs, or sorry, the 72 different biolabs that were producing genetically targeted bioweapons against those people in those regions, um, which was a treaty violation directly from Ukraine, not Russia, with a border violation. But here's the thing. Biden has inched closer to World War III. U.S. troops on Ukraine-Romanian border in combat deployment prepared to invade and fight Russian forces in Ukraine. We just talked about the 101st Airborne Division. They are on the Romanian-Ukrainian border. This, this, is, not, this is not good. Um, so basically, Russia, I don't think Russia's scared. But Russia doesn't want a world war. They don't want a global war. And they're going to try everything to avoid it. Because if that happens, you have to understand Iran and China will get involved. Alright, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back on the Dark Delight Show, and we were just talking there about the Ukraine-U.S. proxy war with Russia conflict and potentially what could happen there. Uh, what's interesting today was this uh, this article that I saw, and, and the the source I don't think is very legitimate. VeteransToday.com is just another uh, BS fake. Not fake, but BS type of source. But the uh, the article itself did, did have some good references about uh, Ukrainian soldiers confirmed they were ordered to kill civilians. Now, we saw this potentially in uh, Mariupol. Um, if you remember in Mariupol, what happened there was that Ukraine came out and claimed that Russia had killed um, several hundred civilians who were trying to evacuate the area. And they blamed this on Russia. The international community blamed it on Russia. And I believe that they're even trying to bring up uh, international uh, crimes against humanity against Russia because of what happened in Mariupol. Well, here's the problem is that we had direct video evidence that that's not the case. And the direct video evidence actually shows these uh, these people in that region with green wristbands and care packages. Now, the green wristbands were issued to them by Russian soldiers. So Russian soldiers basically go out there and vetted these people before bringing them over to the Russia and allowing them to evacuate into Russia. And they would mark them with the green bracelet and then they would give them a care package given to them by the Russian soldiers. Now, this was happened about three hours before this event took place. Well, those people were headed out and evacuating. And then the Azov Battalion, Ukrainian soldiers, posted videos of line, online of them coming into that area, stopping all the traffic and all the people leaving. And they began to arrest them. And most of the videos we saw were them beating uh, men, uh, beating men and arresting men who had the green bracelets on and, and the bags. Well, an hour later after... 
the Azov Battalion did this, all those people were dead. And the Azov Battalion in, in Ukraine came out and said that, uh, oh, well, it was Russia that did it. Uh, well, why, why were you guys pulling these people out of the car and, and beating them and arresting them if Russia is the one that came in and killed them all? And so we see that this fake news is, is coming out again from, uh, from Ukraine, basically trying to pin this on Russia when it was really Ukraine that did this. So this, I think that news story has a little, little legitimacy uh, pertaining to these Ukrainian soldiers. So we're going to keep you updated on what's happening right there because the, the threat of World War III or global war um, is really big right now. And this could have massive ramifications with, within our country and internationally. Um, if something does happen, if some major black swan event does happen, a dirty tactical nuke or something of that nature, which is blamed on Russia or some type of event to allow NATO to go against Russia, um, you're going to see a mobilization of military assets like you've never seen before in your life, including veterans and the draft most likely brought back up and a suspension of probably the midterm elections. And yeah, it's not going to be pretty because I'm telling you right now, I don't think veterans are going to go for it. I don't think people are going to go for it. I think they're going to stand up against the federal government and say, nah, not happening, dude. We're, we're not doing this. Not going to happen. And at least that's what I'm hoping will happen. But we'll see what uh, what happens here. And so a few other stories that we reported, and by the way, from that, you're going to see global economic collapse. You're going to see supply chain collapse. You're going to see uh, society begin to crumble. And on top of that, we've talked about this story. Over 132 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities, as well as agricultural and energy facilities, have been uh, burned down or had fire started in them. And uh, they all say that these were accidents and that there's no foul play here. But that's uh, quite unusual because, I mean, that's a what a 4,000% increase in the amount of fires at these different facilities um, in, in recorded history. Um, and now we have a fertilizer plant that burned to the ground in Moses Lake. And a health advisory has been issued. So this is Moses Lake, Washington. Firefighters spent the night keeping an eye on hotspots still burning at the Wilbur Ellis Fertilizer Plant near Moses Lake in Grand County. Firefighters responded to the plant around 4 p.m. on Sunday and found it fully engulfed in flames. No one, no one was evacuated, but Grant County Health District has issued a health advisory for people living downwind. The smoke from the fire may contain dangerous chemicals, which could irritate the eyes, nose, throat, airways, and lungs. Now, isn't this interesting? We're in a fertilizer crisis globally. Europe is basically on the verge of, of food supply collapse because of the ESG regulations going into place as well as the, the limits on fertilizers because 52% of the world's fertilizer comes from Russia and Ukraine. And all of a sudden, a fertilizer plant starts on fire and burns down to the ground. One of the top fertilizer plants in the United States of America. This comes also after the Hurricane Ian massively disrupted the, uh, the fertilizer plant in Florida, which is the largest in the United States of America. So the first fertilizer plant in America that's the largest that distributes to most of the United States was basically delayed massively because of Hurricane Ian and even had um, some major damage done, which uh, which stopped a lot of their production. 
And now, secondly, this one of the second or third largest ones in the United States of America burns down to the ground. I mean, come on, I don't believe in coincidences, and I don't think you do either. So we should understand that there's something more going on here. We have to follow these patterns as they're presented. Uh, maybe some good news here. The state of New California takes one step closer to be America's 51st state. That's right. Americans in the state of California have had enough of their corrupt anti-government actions and the unconstitutional leadership of the state. Patriots are tired of the policies that the leadership in the state take to help China and the cartels while destroying the state and the country. These multiple unconstitutional anti-American actions taken by far left and now communist acting leaders of the state are too much. The state cannot continue with policies of open borders, high crime, mass suspending, and corrupt elections. Because of all this, the new state of California was formed. The leadership of the new state of California had held numerous meetings over the past years and ultimately decided to use the West Virginia model to create a new state which is made up of numerous counties in the current state of California. During the Civil War, a group of patriots who wanted to side with the Union broke off from Virginia Democrats and created their own state. This model was adopted by the patriots in California more than a century later. In the 1860s, America was in a civil war. In the 1920s, America is being destroyed from the inside by a different group of Democrats with no regard for the U.S. Constitution. Last Friday, the participants working towards statehood for the new state held another meeting. This meeting was special. The new California State Senate and Assembly were both approved the emergency ordinance for the reorganization of the state of California government. From the first paragraph of the emergency ordinance, the new state members write, We the people of the state of California, by their delegates assembled, do ordain as follow. A governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state for the state of California shall be appointed by this body to discharge the duties and exercise the powers which pertain to their respective offices by the existing laws of the state under the Constitution of 1849 1850, as approved by the United States Congress at the time of statehood, and to continue in office for six months until their successors be elected and qualified. The General Assembly is required to provide by law for an election of governor and lieutenant governor by the people as soon as their judgment such election can be properly held. The vote was unanimous in both houses of the new state. The Senate deliberated and discussed the merits of the ordinance at length. While the rest of the country struggles to decide what to do about the corrupt actors that have taken over their states and locked in elections through fraudulent means into uh, perpetuity, this group is using the West Virginia model to create a new state that abides by the U.S. Constitution. This could get interesting. And see, they don't need approval from Newsom. They don't need... They don't need Governor Newsom to come out and say, okay, I I agree with this. No, no. They're just counties seceding from the state and forming a new state and they're utilizing a constitutional process to do it and i talked about this a few weeks ago i said this is the model that new york should use that western new york should use to secede from new york city i'm telling you so if anybody's out there looking into this you guys should check out what they're doing in california and and replicate this model in new york state man imagine that You're not going to call it new New York, though, right? (laughs) Biden on his unconstitutional student loan bailout. It passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. Unfortunately, Joe Biden, you you signed it through executive order and Congress never voted on it. And uh, the powers granted to you by the United States Constitution do not allow you to um, do that. So Joe Biden falsely claimed Congress voted on his unconstitutional student loan forgiveness package during his sit-down interview. And uh, now this make-your-mark midterm discussion. 
It's passed. It got passed by a vote or two, Biden said. This is a brazen line. Congress never voted on the loans bailout plan, which I've said that most likely Congress would have some type of emergency spending bill and put this in there and vote on it. But we haven't seen it yet. Biden canceled up to $10,000 in student debt for borrowers who earn $125,000 a year or less and up to 20,000 recipients of Pell Grants, NBC reported. Conservative attorneys immediately got the work and filed loose lawsuits to stop Joe Biden's illegal loan bailout program. Federal appeals court late Friday blocked Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals Friday night issued a temporary stay block- blocking Biden's loan bailout plan. Well, considers a motion filed by conservative attorneys and Republican lawmakers. Good job, Joe. Oh, man, this guy. Ignored by the fake news, special agent testifies the FBI used geo-tracking to identify Trump supporters at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, similar to the 2000 Mules investigation. As long suspected but not confirmed until October 13, 2022, the FBI testified that geo-tracking data is accurate and reliable. A bombshell report by the Electronic Freedom Foundation revealed the vast secretive partnership between private companies and the federal government to surveil and track the movement of millions of Americans. According to the EFF, the Biden regime's alphabet agencies include ICE, FBI, Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, and Department of Defense, as well as state and local law enforcement, are being funneled towards a private cell phone location data by private brokers who harvest the information. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this and talk about this. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, 
is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. When it's least expected, you're elected, you're the star today. Smile, you're on candid camera. Oh, God. And isn't that the truth? Is that uh, every move you make, they'll be watching you. <laughs> So this was the same tactic we were just talking about. The uh, the special agent testified the FBI used geotracking to identify Trump supporters in the U.S. Capitol. And it's funny, they just call it Trump supporters and didn't say they tracked everybody. This is the same tactic that Greg Phillips, Catherine Engelbrecht, and True the Vote used for their investigation to the mail ballot drop box fraud during the 2020 election. The cell phone location data collected by this group was used to identify a network of Democrat operatives who committed mass election fraud as seen in recently released documentary 2000 Mules, the FBI was alleged to have used this data to identify patriotic protesters who traveled to Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021 to support President Donald Trump and stand up for the Constitution. Tens of thousands of nearly one million protesters later walked to the U.S. Capitol following President Trump's speech. That is where the FBI used geotracking to identify the movements of several targeted individuals. Last week, the FBI DOJ confirmed they were using geotracking methods in their garbage lawsuit against the Oath Keepers. On October 13, 2022, Special Agent Jennifer Banks testified in the criminal prosecution of the Oath Keepers in USA v. Stuart Words at all criminal case number 122CR00015 that the same geolocation data underlying the True the Votes and Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules movie of widespread voter fraud in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election is accurate and reliable. More than that, the prosecution relied upon that technology in prosecuting the Oath Keepers. FBI Special Agent Jennifer Banks was called by the prosecutors, meaning that Merrick Garland Department of Justice had just endorsed Dinesh D'Souza's documentary presentation of the 2022 election. Special Agent Jennifer Banks has testified in previous trials on the use of geotracking and phone data to identify suspects in FBI investigation. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also used phone location data to track millions of Americans in 2021. Oh my goodness. The CDC monitored curfew zones, churches, schools, neighbor-to-neighbor visits, and trips at pharmacies through SafeGraph, a controversial data broker. Robert Mueller also admitted in his report that the politicized DOJ FBI was spying on cell phone GPS signals to pinpoint Trump Associates locations in January of 2017. Man, what a, this technological world we live in. Crazy. And so... You got to wonder, they do it to catch Republicans or conservatives, but they don't do it to use catch voter fraud. Election drop box spotters. Yep, this is right. We have people watching these drop boxes like hawks taking video and pictures. Well, they've spotted a man covering his license plate in Arizona. For the second time this week, election drop box spotters have caught someone pulling up to a drop box location in Arizona with their license plate covered. Melody Jennings, the founder of Clean Elections USA, an organization that aims to keep an eye on election drop boxes, posted True Social a picture of a man at an undisclosed drop box in Arizona covering up his license plate. And so you see it right here. He's covering up his license plate. 
Now, there hasn't been anything said uh, about why he did this. But covering up a license plate in Arizona is completely illegal. According to Arizona law, a person shall not apply a covering or any substance to the license plate or use an electronic device or electrochromatic film that obscures from any angles the numbers, characters, or your validating tabs the number of the jurisdiction issuing the plate. The big question is why would someone cover up their license plate while pulling up to a Dropbox location? And the only logical answer to that question is they are more likely conducting illegal activities such as ballot harvesting. Well, if that was the case, then then why didn't we go over there and, and sat, stand by that Dropbox? I mean, that would have made a lot more sense, wouldn't it? We see this guy, uh, you know, covering up his license plate. Run over there. Say, hey, what's up, man? How we doing? You dropping off some ballots? See how many ballots he's dropping off? That's what I would have done. Anyways, be very vigilant this election time. I'm telling you, they're going to try to cheat. And they're probably going to blame cheating on us, but they're going to try to cheat. They're going to try to cheat, and uh, we, need to, we need to pay attention and be vigilant. Watch those drop boxes. Let's go to the lines real quick. We got Lou from Rochester. Lou, what's up, man? All right, Josh. Thanks for taking the call real quick. Uh, on the Glenn Beck show today, um, he was mentioning that the 101st Brigade, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, had been deployed over in Ukraine under the Biden administration. This was only hours ago, okay? Mm-hmm. Not sure if you're aware of this, but... Uh, this does, if this is actually true, which I have no doubt, all right, that it is, or that it is, I'm sorry, that it isn't, um, this puts us, all right, uh, in the conversation that we had last week, if you remember, I called uh, mentioning the fact that the only card that the Dems have to play, since they know that the, the red wave is approaching, is in order to retain and keep their power, there are limited amount of uh, options that they have, and one of them is to provoke us into a war, which could possibly, I guess, Biden can use his presidential powers on the wartime, um, you know, measures uh, to hold or to suspend all elections. Remember, we had this conversation, um, and uh, also suspend all right our United States Constitution. Uh, so. Now, no, no, Lou, Lou, let me comment on it. So I actually was talking about this the first part of the show. It's the 101st Airborne is deployed to the Roma- Romanian-Ukrainian border on a combat deployment waiting for orders to go into Russia and fight Russian aggression. Uh, we're about to talk more about this in the sense with General... Oh, we, we're out, actually out of time, so I can't talk more about this. But General Petraeus had talked about this. Uh, he's supposedly going to be leading it from a contractual standpoint the talk of the dirty nuke. And you're right. This is what we've been saying for a long time is that they know they can't win the election. They will promote a war. Joe Biden will enact war power acts, uh, directive 51 presidential emergency action documents, suspend Havis corpus, which is basically suspending the constitution due process of law. From this, they can actually go in there and start what's known as continuity of government, COG. And with continuity of government, this opens up a few other special permissions granted through executive power that Joe Biden can do, including arresting and detaining any dissenters who threaten the continuity of government. This includes anybody on the right that they perceive to be a threat. They can detain them indefinitely with habeas corpus suspended and put them in concentration camps. 
We've talked about this, and you're absolutely right that this is potentially one of the moves that they will do because they are so scared to lose power that they can't. That they'll go to war, they'll scorch the earth, and then they'll begin taking people away that they believe are a threat. This is one of the other parts about the geo-tracking. This is one of the other parts about the social media, about them, the, the DHS documents that came out in February 2022 pertaining to people producing disinformation, propaganda, or what the government considers disinformation and propaganda as well as the FBI documents released by Project Veritas through a whistleblower, uh, Stephen Friend, the FBI agent, who came out and said they're targeting conservatives, American First candidates, so on and so forth. And so you are absolutely right. This is something of a concern and something we need to be on the lookout for. And if this does happen, then I think it's time for American citizens to stand together in one united voice to rise up with our First Amendment and go out there and, and start telling our government it's time for you to go. But uh, that's all the time we have for the Dark Delight Show. Thank you so much, Lou, for that call. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to cover more of these breaking news events and uh, all the coverage up until the 2022 midterm elections. Have a good day. Take care. Bye.